Welcome back to Life Well Planned, featuring the 8020-365 success system from Adam Vincent Gilmer. I'm your host, Gene Valaitis, and here we are at uh, episode number three. Um, you can tell your friends they can uh, download this podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify, and you can go to Adam's website, which is 8020-365.com, and you can watch the videos as we progress. You know, who knows? You might be binge-watching or binge-listening, and that's fine. Or you can come back every single week and get a, get a different episode. One thing that we uh, do recommend if you've been following along since episode one and it's really really going to help you along is to get a copy uh, purchase a copy of the daily planner and you're likely saying well why do i need to do that well you know the example i always give is if if adam got on the phone and he travels a lot and he said to me come and meet me and he didn't know where i was well i could get in the car like i could be driving around north america for the, for the rest of my life and i'd never run into him so it, just as we have signs along highways and roads the daily planner will give your life direction within this course and it will show you the way to get from a to b you know i've always said and adam and i have taught this material for a long long time i've always said that most people are tippy-toeing through life hoping that they make it safely to death and what this course is going to do for you is give your life direction and it's going to give your life purpose oh purpose well we've come to episode number three and one of the really big lessons in 80-20-365 and that is purpose and you know adam um for the longest time in my life until i had a mentor like you and my various other mentors and i'm sure you're going to agree with me on this um i you know what i didn't even know i was supposed to have a purpose so let's let's talk about this whole notion of having a purpose in your life you know i think some people are what we like to call unconscious competence they actually do have a purpose and they're living it but they don't even know so let's let's start out with this whole thing purpose in life what 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 does that mean having a purpose in life for the completely uninitiated who have no idea what we're talking about purpose what is that well you know it's like when a when a mom discovers she's going to be a mom and she's got this uh little being growing inside of her and you know she doesn't know if it's a boy or girl yet uh and you know you go all of a sudden now the job gets put on hold there's a bunch of things that start to change or grow a lot of people say change we like to say grow right you, you're gonna you're gonna grow by so by, by doing so you're gonna change and what happens is over a period of months mom becomes a mom right and then you know this beautiful little uh, being comes into uh, the parents lives mom's life and all of a sudden there's life change and mom is like in complete love and uh, you know this and the purpose of uh even though mom was successful in her career or school or <laughs> all these other things she finally says man this is what i'm here to do i'm here to be a mom now <clears throat> i'm going to equate that same thing as being your purpose and you know if you're if you're a guy it's a little different you know, maybe you want to be a good provider. Maybe you want to have, uh, you know, investments and other things working and, and vice versa for women too. I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm equal opportunity. I, I, I love women who take the lead in life. But at the same time, <clears throat> uh, I'm equating the baby side of it as when you start your business, when you're doing something in life to make your life uh. better, uh, <laughs> it becomes purpose. 
And that's really what were you meant to do in this life, in this, you know, what, what do you think your calling was? And it's funny when you sit down with or you hear the interviews and you go and Google this or, or face it uh, on, uh, on YouTube or whatever, and you can put the word purpose in there and you'll see all these other uh, people talking about how they found their purpose. <clears throat> they didn't find it out coming out of high school. <laughs> okay, Actually, uh, for some of the entrepreneurs out there that even finish high school, they didn't even go to college. Actually, for some of the billionaires, they didn't go to college either. Uh, they were driven by something inside of them that said this is what they were supposed to be doing. It was so important to them, Gene, uh, that that's what they spent their time doing. It was right. following everything that would lead them to what they really wanted to accomplish in life uh, or be in life or create value in life, their purpose. Right. Now, there's some people listening on Spotify or Apple iTunes or they're watching the video here on the site or they've told somebody about this and they're joining us maybe for the first time after seeing episodes one and two. And they're saying to themselves, well, um, sure sounds like a good idea to have a purpose. Um, I'm not sure what mine is. And I know that you've devised a method where you simply have people answer questions and the questions that you answer honestly lead you to statements. And when you put all these statements together, you suddenly, voila, ah, I have discovered my purpose. So take us through those questions. What should people be writing down? Now, if you were, if you were wise, and, and I say wise, if you purchased your daily planner, you can follow along in your book as well. But for people who don't have it yet, and they're thinking about this whole notion of, of me having a purpose, where, where? Give me the starting point. What do you do? What are the questions? How do I determine my purpose? <laughs> great, great stuff. I was going through, I'm going to use this as an example. It's not just let me throw out questions. I was going to use it as an example because examples help shape and make uh, us grow in life, uh, life experiences. <clears throat> uh, so back in 1999, uh, I was like, man, what are all these successful people doing? I was, you know, and Jim Rohn always told us to keep a journal. And when somebody would say something that meant something, write it down. And I was forever having like these yellow pads or white pads, but, but it wasn't bound, right? It wasn't, like, it wasn't like, you know, the journal here, it wasn't bound, okay? It was like, and my papers would go all over the place and what have you. And I was like, man, what was that thought? What was that thing? Like, I have to go and try find it. And, you know, it just wasn't organized, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And when somebody says something to you and it makes an impact, what we tend to do these days is like not write it down and saying, oh, yeah, you know what? Well, yeah, that's a good thing, but you don't make a mental note. <clears throat> and a mental note, it's really funny. We think that our brains are so uh, amazingly smart. We've always to told ourselves, make a mental note, but we forget what that is. Right. But if we write it down, great things take place. <clears throat> and that way you can refer back to that mental note and say, aha, that's where I got this idea, thought or idea from. And... And that's what led me in 1999 to say, gee whiz, wouldn't it be great to have a place where I can put this stuff together, like a, a real journal, and then a daily planner, and then an organizer, and then how do I plan my day, and then where my schedules go, and who am I talking with today, and what am I getting out of my day? And I, I started putting all this together. Aha, uh -huh, light bulb goes off. <clears throat> I asked myself a question, Adam, what are you good at? And for everybody watching this, whatever your name is, you need to ask yourself that question, what are you good at? And that means you have to search. It's nice to have a, a, a journal to write this down in. And you say, okay, what have people, where have people in your life said, you know what, Gene, you're very good at this. Or, you know, 
Mary, you're very good at this or whatever. And you write down what you're good at. Now, it's not one thing <laughs> that right. you're good at. Yeah. It's multiple things. So what you want to do is write down all the things that you think or you know or you've been told, it's been communicated to you, what you are good at. <clears throat> and then when you get that list together, because you'll start out and it might be vague and then it starts getting more and more um, detailed, okay? And then you look at that list, you might have five, five or ten things written down there. It might be more for those folks who are really good at stuff. And then what you want to do is prioritize which ones are the most important to you. And by doing so, you, like for example, <clears throat> I mean, I like to play golf too, but I'm not a pro golfer, okay? But I like it. I like getting out of the course, hitting balls, seeing how well you do, what have you. But I'm not a pro at it. In other words, I'm not paid uh, to play pro golf. But if you get with a coach and the coach teaches you, hey, your swing's good, but let's work on this. Uh, stand a little different. Uh, you know, your posture, how to hold your hands. And you start getting some direction on what you're already good at. Now you start to fine tune. Like in the last video I talked about, uh, or, or podcast, we talked about lining things up where the tuning fork goes off and you can you can strum the guitar and it's tuned, you can play the piano and it's tuned. <clears throat> you you want to ask, as you're going through those questions, uh, I'm sorry, you're going through the question of what you're good at and you prioritize them, you find out what you really, really are good at. And that's, that's question number one. What are you good at? Uh, the second set of question, uh, the second question comes in where it's asking you, um, what do you love to do? Now, I, I like to play golf. I'm not a professional at it. I can play with my friends and you know others that come and visit. Uh, and I'm using golf as an example because if I wanted to be a professional golfer, Gene, I would have to spend a lot of my time working on be being a professional golfer, okay? Uh, and I'd also have to make a living at it. So what do you love to do? <laughs> you know, um, you take a look at the Sistine Chapel. Okay, uh, Michelangelo. Okay, and you say, "Wow, what a masterpiece!" And we've been there various times. It's a masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but what uh, what you don't understand is his main calling in life at the time was he was a sculptor, the Statue of David and others, and he actually sculptured out of marble incredible, lifelike, uh, and very big, uh, beautiful pieces of art. But <clears throat> at, at, at that time. Uh, the Pope came along and commissioned him to paint the smallest chapel, not the biggest one, not the biggest church, <laughs> the smallest one. Mm -hmm. And he didn't, he didn't feel like it was his calling. Um, if you go and read the article and the, and, the, and, the, and the story, he didn't feel like it was his calling. But because he was commissioned, uh, told, hey, this is what you need to do for, you know, spirituality in, this, in essence, he painted the Sistine Chapel. And I asked people a bunch of different questions about this, and I'm like, how long did it take Michelangelo to complete the Sistine Chapel? And if you've been there and seen the artwork, it's his masterpiece today. Now, he's got a lot of other things that he did, but this was not what he believed his calling was. But when he, when he committed to what his purpose was, paint the Sistine Chapel, it became a masterpiece. And it's really great when you're walking around the Vatican and you, and you go in and out. You know, there's noise, people are talking, but what, it's really interesting when you walk into the Sistine Chapel, silence drops. Everybody's like this, and their mouths are open going, wow, yeah. looking at the finger of God and what have you. <clears throat> he created a masterpiece. So, so the point is, 
um, he delivered on his purpose. Okay. And for those watching, he loved art. He loved sculpture. Actually, sculpture was his number one, but when he was challenged, he created a masterpiece. Very much like our lives now, it's like a blank canvas, like the blank Sistine Chapel, okay, um, or blank uh, piece of art. And you are going to go and create your masterpiece. So, you know, what are you good at? What do you love to do? Next question, Gene, is what have other people told you you're great at? Wow. And, you know, that's really, really significant because many times in life I've found that for some people, you can be staring right at something and not even see it. Absolutely correct. <clears throat> when you have good feedback from people who care about you, love about you, and, and you already know, you don't even have to go and ask them now. You already know people said, hey, you know, you're really good at this. And, and you say, man, yeah, but you didn't make a mental note of it. But I'm asking you now to go make a mental note of it. The other thing, uh, the next question is, is like, what do you love to do? And, you know, once again, you're going to have a series of things that you're going to write down of, of what you love to do in life. And then I want you to prioritize them into the most important versus the least important. Now, when you first start writing them down, as I said, one of them might be general, but they get more and more detailed. And then as you focus and you say, which ones are the most important to you, you push those to the top of each of these questions list. And you're left with four or five in each category from top to least important, top to least important, top to least important. And then you start to ask yourself, okay, <clears throat> if you were going to create a script around <clears throat> the things, that, those four or five questions, okay, uh, of what you like to do, what are you good at, you know, we've been told you've been good at these things, these questions. Now you can start to write a paragraph about your purpose of what you, what you believe you, are, you have been put on this life, in this life to do to make it happen. So for me, as an example, <clears throat> okay, and I have my purpose statement, um, you know, I, I, I printed it out and I put it in my, in my planner, okay? Right. And by doing so, I also, I've also committed to it with signing my name uh, to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I get to read this several times a day. Now, my purpose is different from other people's purposes as we're all unique and we're different. But <clears throat> I read it to myself uh, several times a day. Uh, once in the morning when I get up, I read it again. I don't read it out loud in the morning. It's just something that happens in my mind and it's on my phone and it goes off and I can read it. Uh, and then in my notes section on my, on my iPhone, the same thing happens at lunchtime. And then, and this is the best one, right before I go to bed, I read my purpose statement out loud. And it's so funny. I've actually fallen asleep many, 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 many times into an incredible deep sleep. And I've been reading my purpose statement. And before I get to the end of my purpose statement, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally toned <laughs> out. <clears throat> and now I know this, you know, everybody says, oh, well, you know, it's hard to do. I said, okay, well, then why don't you continue going through life, not planned, not organized, not specific, don't have a purpose, and not living your dream. And then you may get to live your life in regret. <laughs> and Gene, every mentor and teacher and uh, philosopher, people that I've studied, have taught us not to live life in regret to look at life as a learning experience of what to do and what not to do because life leaves clues, success leaves clues, as we said in, in a couple episodes ago. And one of the biggest successes that, uh, well, it was Michelangelo or anybody who's successful, who's building and working on their masterpieces, they're always engaged in it 100% of the time. 
when they wake up, they're engaged, right? When they're having lunch, they're engaged. They're sharing an idea, a thought. It's something that's, that's inching them towards what they need to be doing in their life. And they're sold on it. Like I'm sold on my purpose statement. And when you're sold on your purpose statement, it's a commitment. And I explain it this way. It's when, it's when the conscious and the subconscious come together and lock in. And you feel like, I mean, I just got chills saying that uh, here on a video uh, right now on, on the podcast. It's, it's when you feel like you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Just like I feel like I should be sharing this with everybody now because uh, when you find your purpose, it takes a big question out of what you're supposed to be doing because you know what you're supposed to be doing and you start following that. <clears throat> and I find that people who follow their passion, people who follow what they really love to do, whether it's making music or art or building buildings or building a business or whatever their, whatever their craft is, they immediately have a much, much better outlook in their life because they really believe they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, it's better to be safe than story. Sorry. And, and you and I have had this discussion and you and I agree that if on the last day of your life you have led a very, very safe life, well, guess what? You're going to be really, really sorry. So it's not about being safer or, or, or sorry. So for those people who are listening and who are going to answer the questions, for a lot of people, this is going to take them out of their comfort zone because, you know, they, they, they may have a secure job. But in fact, maybe they maybe they want to be a pro baseball player. Maybe they, you know, maybe they don't want to be at selling insurance. Maybe they want to be a baker or maybe they want to be a cook because when people come over, they say, wow, you guys should open up a restaurant. And, you know, the, and the couple says, well, well, you know, we, we can't do that, you know, better safe than sorry. So how do you take people out of their comfort zone and, and, and actually say, you know what, if you do have this purpose statement, it may make you feel a little uncomfortable, but like a roadmap, it'll start leading you in a different direction. What's your advice for people who are a little, quite frankly, frightened by this? Excellent. That's exactly what you're supposed to be, is frightened. Because, <clears throat> because when we deal with fear, fear has the incredible thing to do one of two things. It's either going to push you back and you're never going to do it, or it's going to push you forward because you conquered it. I remember when I was first starting one of my, uh, my first company and I was like, well, you know, I didn't have enough money. I didn't know if I could do it, but I knew that if I didn't try, if I didn't move something forward, I would never know. And I would forever, 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 forever be thinking, what if I did, what, what if I did or I didn't? And that's doubt. Okay. And, and this comes down to like spirituality again, faith. Okay. You've got to believe in almost the unseen uh, that your goal is going to come true, that your life's going to be where you want it to be, that you're going to build your dream. And not everybody sees that. Not everybody can see that vision right away. So it's not my job to give you the courage. It's my job to tell you that if you step into the fear of doing it, it's really not that bad. <laughs> okay. Um, this isn't like... Um, you know, somebody's holding a gun to your head, right? To say, if you do, if you don't. But, but now if you mentally make that a, a real picture in your head and you say, listen, if you don't, you stay where you are. And if you do, you have the chance of succeeding. I'm willing to wager that most people would like the opportunity to try and succeed than to do what they're currently doing and live their life 
like they are where they're not supposed to be right versus live their life where they've made the mistake and they can actually get there yeah now this also when you're coming up with your purpose statement it also goes back to the wheel of life which was a previous episode and you know part of the principles in the wheel of life are people so as you develop your purpose statement you know there's going to be a time when you're going to run across somebody and and we'll talk about what a purpose statement sounds like in a second but let's get back to the wheel of life you're going to come up to somebody like the couple who cook at home and they're going to say you know what we've decided to open up a restaurant and you're really excited about it you've answered all the questions and this person is going to say a restaurant don't you know that 90 percent of them go bankrupt what are you thinking about what do you what do you do with the dream stealer right so (laughs) fantastic because because for every failure that there is out there there's also those who have succeeded and if you never try you've already agreed with having failure on your side (laughs) that's and and if you're if you're a go-getter if your person wants to make a better life that's a non-starting option for you your option has to be to move forward now now look it's not easy to market it's not easy to get customers it's not easy to do anything to become successful but it's worth it and what you have to, what the listener listening, if we're making from touching your heart right now and saying, it's okay for you to fail because failure gives you feedback on how to do something better or how to make an improvement or how to accept it as failure and say, hey, I gave it my 100%, my 1000% all. It's okay to fail, Gene. We've all failed in life, but it's also better for somebody to realize that their failures is what's actually led them to become successful. It's when somebody starts to fail and they say, man, but they're this much closer, this much closer, this much closer, this much closer, and they finally make it all come together. And then somebody says to you somewhere down the road, say, man, you know, you're so successful. How did you become successful? What did you do? And the stories are a whole bunch of failures in between where we are now and where you want to be. You mentioned a roadmap a moment ago. You know, we're living in the United States right now. Can you imagine what would happen if we didn't discover America? <laughs> okay. You know, Christopher Columbus said, that's it, man. You know, we're not sailing out of w- with these three ships. Where would we be today? Okay. And, and the point is, is that the world wasn't defined. We didn't have GPS. <laughs> we didn't have a flight plan like, right. you know, like we do now. But, 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 but he went against the prevailing assumption that he wouldn't and he succeeded in spite of the failure and that's what we're talking about yeah and 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 part of it is really having an incredible dream which will shape your purpose statement and again you and i've talked about this you know martin luther king's speech wasn't called i have a plan it was called i have a dream yeah i have a dream so when you get this dream together when you answer all of those questions what does a purpose statement sound like? Is it one sentence? Can you share a little bit of yours? Because if you're watching the video, your purpose statement fills an entire page of the Daily Planner, which you can get at, uh, at the 802365 website, your website. Um, can you share a little bit of yours? Can you, can you give us an example of what a purpose statement is? Like, how short can it be? How long can it be? Um, you know, is it one sentence? Is it two sentences? Is it a bunch of bullet points? Um. Yes, 
Okay. <laughs> when you get good enough, when you get when you've done this enough, and it's become a habitude, and that, that means a, a habit that's become a new attitude for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one sense. Okay. Like uh, when my reminder goes off in my iPhone, I I have my purpose statement written out and I've signed it, but I also have it popping up on my iPhone uh, three times a day so that I'm reminded to read it because I'm focused. Okay. But I'm reminded, hey, take a break and spend time on the purpose statement. But mine goes like this. Uh, my purpose statement is put together so that it makes me a better individual in my life. And I've got 10 areas that I focus on. Okay. And the first area that I focus on is I'm very grateful to be alive. I'm very grateful to be a conscious, living, breathing person that can not only share with you now, uh, but, you know, continues to put out this energy. Okay. That's like step number one for me. Uh, step number two is, is that I know that uh, I am nothing in this life without having specific partners and people around me to help me achieve my life's dream. Every single successful person, this, I love these people say, wow, they're a self-made millionaire, right? I mean, it makes it sound like that nobody else contributes to them at all to, to mm -hmm. helping them make millions right. of dollars. Yeah. Um, and I understand the self-made stuff. That maybe, maybe the person was like self-determined and I can go along with that. But there's no such thing really as a self-made millionaire. Even in the public markets, if somebody invests money and then the market goes up, so there's a lot of other people that are driving that process behind the place. So, um, you know, self-made is more like self-determined. Okay. Um, my, my, third, my, my third theory is I'm, I'm very, very grateful in my life for my family and the beliefs I have uh, with the God that I serve. So... Uh, it's not something that I said, hey, listen, I'm a great painter. I'm a great this, that, and the other. If these are all the things where I answered the questions of uh, what do I love to do? What am I good at? What have other people told me I'm good at? And I've, I've listed everything out there, and then I put everything in writing. Now, I have, I have 10 uh, items on my purpose statement, 10 specific things that I focus on. I just gave you three. Uh, the fourth one is, is that uh, I attract to my reality like-minded beings who will partner with me to help change the world and drive multiple six, seven, and nine-figure incomes. Okay, so, so what that means is I'm continuously putting out this energy to attract the right people into my life, even now, even today, even yesterday, I'll do it again tomorrow, I'll do it again later on today, and so on and so forth, so that my uh, purpose of helping make this world a better place, you know, Gandhi said something really uh, great. He said, um, be the change that you'd like to see in this world. Okay. Now, let me tell you what that really means. That means that if you start to be a significant person, you're going to attract to yourself other significant people. And, and it's, it, it's your choice that made the difference. But, but listen, there's lots of other people in the world that are doing or wanting to be around similar like-minded, purpose-driven uh, individuals. And this attracts people to come together. And then now you've got a whole bunch of like-minded, like thinkers together. And when you have, you know, two or three people working on the same thing, almost anything's possible. Right. Okay? And then hundreds and thousands, same thing. Exactly. And if you look at your purpose statement and, and my purpose statement, which I've had in my planner for years and years and years, and if you have any doubt, if you have any doubt whatsoever that this does not work, think of what Adam just said and look at what the two of us are doing right now on this video 
and on this podcast because the two of us have a purpose of helping people become more successful and lead a better life around the world. Now, Adam and I just didn't bump into each other in the street. I mean, this is this you know, I, I, I always tell people it's you know, I'm a broadcaster and I, I, I always tell people here's how this works. You know, if if you turn on your radio and you want to listen to one oh four point five FM, you're not gonna tune into ninety nine point nine. And Adam and I are on the same frequency, and people who are on the same frequency connect. And then we compared our purpose statement, and we wanted to do the same things. And I said to Adam a while ago, I said, you know what? we got to get videos up on your website, and we've got to do a podcaster, and I'm a broadcaster, and this is the area you specialize in, and let's do it together and put the word out. And lo and behold, if you're watching this today or if you're listening to this today, both of our purpose statements have become purposeful, and we're fulfilling exactly what we said we're going to do. So if you have any doubt that this doesn't work, you can erase it right now because... We're two handsome guys who are living proof. Well, maybe not handsome, but we're two guys who are living proof that this stuff actually does work. It does work. And like the other thing is that, you know, people say, well, positive thinking. Okay. <clears throat> okay. It, it's important to think positive, but it's even more important <clears throat> when something negative happens in your life. You're in, you're in charge of your emotions and your control of how you're going to react to the circumstances. Um, you know, Gene, um, over this last December, this is a real story. Over this last December, um, one of one of my wife's best girlfriends uh, got hit by a car. She ended up dying, and she died on December 25th. Okay. Now, I'm not bringing this up to be morbid or upset. You know, we miss her greatly. She's an incredible person, uh, and a phenomenal trainer, and a good friend to my wife and and family. But but here's the great thing that people have to understand is is that bad things are going to happen in our lives period okay as well as good things and how you respond to these things is 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 really important the reason i'm bringing that up is is that uh we had to change our plans for going away to tahoe and spending time in the mountains and skiing and snowboarding and what have you we changed everything to have christmas at the house the family's over this that and the other so that we could accommodate uh you know what we had to do uh with a loved one now, and that, that's like a, a worst case scenario to go through Christmas and say that. But I'm bringing it up to you, saying that you know when you realize that all of us in life, okay, have to go through this process of living where we are now, and then ultimately knowing that one day we're not going to be here, okay. And I'm not making that specifically in our friends' case. I'm just saying that in general speaking, this is going something is going to happen to us as we go along. So we're, from where we are now to where we think our exit day is, and most of us have no idea when that is going to be, okay, um, what the exit day is. How do you want to live your life? If you want to live your life completely negative, things can't happen for you, you'll never be successful, what have you, this channel is not for you. This, <laughs> this whole thing is not for you. But if you are hoping to have uh, a glimmer of light, something change to make your life better, I'm sharing with you, Gene sharing with you what has worked, what is working. And it's not just working for me, it's working for thousands of other people that are on the system around the world. In fact, we'll have some uh, interviews with those people in multiple different languages from different places as I travel. We'll call them into the show, uh, into this podcast or into the, uh, the, the, uh, the video here um, that you watch. And you can see it working for other people. So it's not, it's not so much a revelation as much as it is as saying, all of us, all 
of us can have a purpose. All of you can have an action, but you've got to consistently do it over time. Just like going to the gym, just like eating the right foods. You know, if a doctor came on and told you, listen, if you don't change your diet, you've got so many years, months left to live. And you knew that was eminent. Okay. You would probably make the necessary uh, growth changes in your diet and workout uh, structure uh, and life to make it better for you. So you can possibly be here longer. Yeah. And you would do it on purpose. Think about that. You would do it on purpose. And that's what your purpose statement is all about. Adam, this has been a really powerful episode, man. This has been great. All right. On our next episode, preparing for a life well planned. What's that mean? You'll have to watch the video or tune in the next time. Tell your friends. They can uh, download the podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Watch the video here on Adam's site. And if you really want to give your life direction and, and, and really follow along this program and get the most out of it, go to the site, uh, 8020365.com, and purchase your daily planner, a dollar a day, to grow and start really, really living a better life. Adam, we'll talk to you on the next episode. All right, Life Well Planned, the 80-20-365 success system with Adam Vincent Gilmer. For this episode, we'll see you next time. I'm Gene Valaitis.